top of the fourth is on, but the Evergreens leading 7-0. And the Marshfield Tigers send Ben Dietschy to the plate. First pitch is a strike. There's a ball from Nate Langbin. Langbin struck out the side the last inning. He's got six strikeouts today. 1-1 one, one pitch. And there's a line drive to center field. It is right at the center fielder, Preston Miller. And Miller's got it. Since allowing the walk back in the second, Langbin has now retired six in a row. Ryan Lindman was a strikeout victim then. Yeah, we're talking about old ballparks that I would have liked to have seen. I can show you where Ebbets Field used to be. That's not far from my old neighborhood in Brooklyn. It's apartment buildings now. Down low, one ball and no strikes. Could also show you in New York where the polo ground used to be, but it's a neighborhood that's not particularly safe to go in. Not after dark. No, sir. Lindman fouls that back. One ball and one strike. Yankee Stadium. The new Yankee Stadium. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. When I would go with my dad, dad was the king of leaving after the seventh inning stretch. Pitches down low, two balls and one strike. You'd park in the parking garages there, and at the parking ramp, it would take you a long time to get out. So if the Yankees were winning by three or four runs, we'd listen to the rest of the game on the radio. Hit through the left side. There's a single for Ryan Lindman. It's Marshfield's first hit here in the top of the fourth. And then do you remember the strike season? It was the first baseball strike. The Yankees played the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs. And I said, Dad, I want to stay to the end. I was eight or nine years old. So instead of using the parking ramp, Dad parked on the street on Grand Concourse, and our car was stolen. Our car was found, no kidding, two days later up on cinder blocks in Jersey City. The car had been stripped down. Dad was muttering things under his breath about his bratty son who talked him into staying for the end of the ballgame. You know how we arrived home? Now, back then, no one had cell phones or whatever. Dad had a big pocket of change with him and used his American Express part, had to go to a payphone, and called one of the limousine services from Kennedy Airport. We arrived home, no car, but in a limo. It's outside, two balls and no strikes to Cole Halverson. Yeah, the funny thing about Yankee Stadium, even today, it's not in such a good neighborhood, but there's a huge police presence during the ball game. And for the hour or so afterwards when fans are going home, reached out over the pitcher's glove. Soppy behind second base, steps on the bag and throws to first double play to end the inning. Kyler Soppy, 6-4-3, rudely interrupts my car-stealing stories. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth when we come right back. D.C. Everest, 7, Marshfield, nothing on 93-9 the game. Evergreens are batting in the bottom of the fourth with a 7-0 lead. I'm Chris Conley. We talked about Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. Fenway Park, I think, is a little more well-prepared.
preserve. They've made some changes at Wrigley over the field, lights. They've altered where the bullpens are and where you enter and exit. Fenway Park in Boston is just about the way it would have been if you went there 20, 30, 40 years ago. The ballpark is about the same. Hayden Davidowski to lead off for the Evergreens here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Right fielder, Hayden Davidowski. Here is baseball trivia that no one gets. All right, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field. They are the two oldest ballparks still in use. Do you know what the third oldest ballpark is in Major League Baseball right now? Still in use, not, not rebuilt or moved across the street or something. What's the third oldest ballpark? Most people don't get this, but it is... It's, it's Dodger Stadium. Dodgers moved there in 57, and that's the ballpark that they moved and played, well, it played one year in the L.A. Coliseum before their new ballpark was set. That's right. Congratulations. You win rice aroni the San Francisco treat, and turtle wax with the hard shell finish. Well played. Hayden Davidowski, one ball, no strikes. Strike there, one ball and one strike to Hayden, who has walked and bounced out to the first baseman. Bottom of the fourth on here, and again, the Evergreens wondering, can we get the three more runs? Hit to second on a couple of hops. Bennett Lang over to first low throw, picked out there by Ryan Lindman. That's a nice play by the first baseman. Saved a throwing error there. Second baseman, Tyler and, you know, of, of all the new baseball stadiums, the one that I'd most like to see, I'd love to see a game in Pittsburgh. I, I think that ballpark that the Pirates play in, at least when I see the Brewers on TV, that looks like a pretty neat place to see a baseball game. I think I'd enjoy that. Here's Kyler Sapi who takes down low. I understand that Pirates' attendance is so bad, I would not even need to buy a ticket in advance, walk up on game night. Take a seat wherever you wish. Two balls and no strikes as that's outside. I know many years ago, before they became the Washington Nationals, I saw a baseball game, the Expos and Dodgers in Montreal. There's a strike, two and one. At the old Olympic Stadium, big cavernous ballpark. The upper deck that night was closed. I was told, take a seat wherever you wish. And we did. Outside to Sapi, three balls and a strike. I've also seen baseball at what, what is now the Rogers Center, which used to be called the Sky Dome, home of the Blue Jays. Kyler Sapi, this is well hit. It's into the gap, and it's center fielder laid out for it. And you know what? That ball, I think, went off his glove and may have hit him in the face. Sapi, he's got a long double. I think that center fielder dove. I think that ball came up and hit him somewhere. Let's see if our center fielder for the Tigers is okay on what turns out to be a long hit to the gap for Kyler Sapi. Just gave a thumbs up like he's okay. So there's a long one-out hit for Kyler Sapi. Yeah, during a vacation in Toronto, I saw two games on two days at the Sky Dome. One day the roof was closed, and you know, the roof's closed. The next day the roof was open, and it was a really, really nice afternoon for baseball. That one hit Brock Babish. Babish sees one pitch, 
Hits him in the shoulder, and the Evergreens with one out have met at first and second for Mitch Danielski. When I was there to see the Blue Jays play, it was McDonald's that controlled the concession stands. So you could get a Big Mac or a quarter pounder. First ball swinging popped up. Left field, I think this is out of play. No, left fielder's going to have a play there, and he's in fair territory. Ben Dietschy has made the catch. That's the second out, and the runners do not advance. So the inning is left up to Chris Wiesman. Now, of course, because it's a baseball game and you've got to have hot dogs, in Toronto they served McDogs. That's the McDonald's version of a hot dog. And if you think the hamburgers taste a little funny, I can report to you that the hot dog tastes a little funny too. First pitch to Wiesman, slow ball, just out of the reach of the second baseman, loose behind the bag. The Evergreens will bring a run around. Second baseman Bennett Lang moved to his right, kept that ball from going into the outfield, but it didn't matter. Coming all the way around was Kyler Sapi, who scores. It's going to be a hit and an RBI for Chris Wiesman and an 8-0 lead for the Evergreens. Here's Preston Miller. First and second, two outs. First pitch to Miller. Hit through the right side, and the Evergreens are going to try and score another run. Yep, Miller bobbled in the outfield. Two runs will score. It's 9-0 the Evergreens. It's going to be one RBI, but an error then on Mason Pavlowski, who bobbled the ball and allowed the second run to score. So Miller gets a hit and one run batted in. 9-0 Evergreens. 10-0? Two runs came in on that play. Yeah, two runs. 10-0. Catcher. Right, hit and an error on the right fielder. So the Evergreens have a 10-0 lead now, and Nick Cotter is batting. So what does that mean? Here in the bottom of the fourth, it means that Marshfield will have to score in their half of the fifth inning, or the game comes to an end on the 10-run rule. Nick Cotter hitting here. There are two outs. Coming home, inside, not by much. Cotter has sacrificed and has bounced out. So the Evergreen seven in the second and three more here in the fourth. That's just outside two, two balls and no strikes. Pitcher Xander Edmondson is wondering what's going on here. Cotter, that one bounces down low. He lays off. Three balls, no strikes. Slow curve in for strike one. Three balls, one strike now. And that ball, he just hit him? Hit him. Nick Cotter will go down to first base. No, ball four? Ball four. Now another trip out to the mound, where this game already appears to be out of reach. How much more pitching does Marshfield want to use in what may be the caucus of the lost cause huddling up here at the mound? Nate Langbin's going to get a chance to hit.
Nate Langman may be called back here for a pinch hitter. We'll see. Runners on first and second. There are two outs. And Elijah Schmidt is going to pinch hit for Nate Langman. No pitching change here. They started. They walked out when, when home plate umpire is logging in the Everest pinch hitter Elijah Schmidt. Schmidt is five for twenty-two this season. He'll bat with two outs, runners at first and second in what is now a ten-nothing ball game. Pitch home down low, stopped on the backside by catcher Carson Fries. Coming set, 1-0 pitch. Swing and a miss. Elijah was out in front of that, and it's one ball and one strike. Slow pitch again, and Elijah Schmidt smacks that down the left field line. Fair ball. No, foul? Foul. Oh, my. Foul by not much. Mm. Right. Chalk did not fly up. And Elijah Schmidt, if that was fair by just a couple of inches over, inches, Elijah would have had himself a double, would have had himself two RBI. Instead, what we have is a second strike, one-two pitch. Elijah there, this one is hit to left, and that is also down the line and foul. All right, so Elijah Schmidt seems to have Xander Edmondson geared up pretty well. See if we can get one in the field to play. Coming here, this is hit on the ground to third. That's a fair ball, and that's into the corner underneath the third baseman's glove. Another run's going to score for the Evergreens. I'm giving Elijah a hit there. Just hit between the third baseman and the bag. Preston Miller comes around to score. It's 11-0. And an RBI there for Elijah Schmidt, his first of the season. See, everything comes in the fullness of time. Wyatt Miles to hit now. Still first and second. Still two outs. Four runs in here in the fourth inning. Wyatt Miles bouncing ball. First baseman out of his range, and there's no play. First baseman had to move all the way to his right by two or three, and they're scoring. Yeah, I, I agree. That is an error on the first baseman. First baseman had to move a couple of steps over, but still should have been able to field that ball and able to make a play on it. The bases are loaded with Evergreens now, and the Evergreens are going to use another pinch hitter in Hayden Davidowski's spot. Let's see who's going to come up and hit here. Braxton Olson will hit. hit. 
Six errors now for the Marshfield Tigers. Yeah. Let's see what Braxton Olson has done at the plate here. He's still looking for his first hit of the year, but again, Braxton, when he pitches, is almost always DH'd for. So here's a rare at-bat for Braxton Olson. Bases loaded, two outs. First ball swinging and fouls that one away. Strike one. 11-0 here. Hit brings in even more. This is up the third base line, bobbled by the third base, but he's got it, and he steps on the bag. And the inning comes to an end. We are going to the top of the fifth inning, and the Evergreens have an 11-0 lead. Marshfield will need to score two runs to keep the game going. Nate Langbin looking for a short game victory, which he is now three outs away from. We'll see if the Evergreens can close this one out and send us home early tonight when we come right back on 93.9 The Game. Marshfield will send 6, 7, and 8 in their batting order up against Nate Langman. Evergreens lead 11-0, and this could be the 10-run rule inning for the Evergreens. Let's congratulate the D.C. Everest seniors who are playing their final regular season home game today. They are Nick Cotter, Wyatt Miles, Elijah Schmidt, Hayden Davidowski, Chris Wiesman, Katen Kretlow, Mitch Danielski, Braxton Olson, Josh Hopkins and Brock Babish. First pitch is ball one to Chase Robinson. Tell you who's coming back next year in just a moment. It's way up high, one ball and one strike. Kyler Sapi, who leads the team in hits, is back next year. Noah Shimoleski is two, so is Preston Miller. And the Evergreen starting pitcher today, Nate Langman. Pitch here fouled off down the first base line. Two and one. Again, Tigers need two runs or they'll be on the bus heading home early. I'm not sure what Kyler Sapi is doing there. He's doing the two-step. All that's missing is a big sombrero. Sapi's doing something out there. Three balls and one strike at second base. That's called strike, two and two. Langbin coming home, curve, drops in, strike three. Chase Robinson is the first out here in the fifth. Right fielder. Nate Langbin's sixth strikeout against one walk. Nate Langbin's allowed only one hit in this ballgame. Mason Pavlovsky will hit. Left-handed batter here. Curve stays up a little high. Ball one. 
Yeah, the Evergreens taking care of their business against the last place Marshfield Tigers. This ball is a fly to left center field. Center fielder Preston Miller is over. He's made the catch. The Tigers are down to their final out. Sending up a pinch hitter here. Isaac Zepps is the pinch hitter. Isaac Zepps, pinch hitting, number 14. Zepps is a senior, so I mean, this time of year, at-bats are precious for seniors. How many more are you going to have? And he'll get a chance to hit here. Our home plate umpire is stepping in front of home plate now while he consults and writes in with his lineup card. Our umpire looks like he needs an administrative assistant. Set up a little desk in one of the dugouts. Have a third person to take care of all of this. So Nate Langman has to wait for a little while before he works to Isaac Zepps. This could end the ball game if Nate Langman can get an out here in the top of the fifth. First pitch to Zepps at the knees, strike one. Oh, one pitch. This ball is flied to right field. Hayden Davidowski a couple of steps over. He makes the catch, and that's going to do it. The Evergreens have 10 run to the Marshfield Tigers. The final score is 11 to nothing. For Nate Langbin, he struck out six, allowed just one walk, and gave up one hit. And the ball game comes to an end. We've been playing for just an hour and nine minutes, and the Evergreens are victorious today. Back with the happy recap after this break on 93-9 the game. Winning pitcher Nate Langman. Four Marshfield, no runs, one hit, six errors, two left. The losing pitcher Cody Donahue. Well, that was Welcome back to Simon Field. I'm Chris Conley. The Evergreens are early winners tonight. They've beaten Marshfield 11-0, the game coming to an end after five innings on the 10-run rule. Evergreens used two big innings. They got seven runs in when they sent 12 men to the plate in the second inning. They also benefited from four Marshfield Tiger errors. The Evergreens would get four more runs in in the fourth inning. Got a double in that inning to start us off from Kyler Sapi. Then hits from Chris Wiesman, Preston Miller, and Elijah Schmidt. Marshfield would commit two more errors in that inning. Nate Langbin is the winning pitcher for the Evergreens. He moves to 2-2 two and two on the season. And the loss goes to the Tigers' Cody Donahue. The only hit coming from the Tigers' Ryan Lindman. No doubt about it, it was a line drive hit to left field. So the Evergreens, with the victory, improved to 11-9, and nine, and they ensure themselves an above 500 finish in the season. They are 7-4 and four now in Valley Conference play. For the Marshfield Tigers, it's their 20th loss of the year. Three wins against 20 losses. The Evergreens and Tigers will play again in Marshfield on Thursday. That'll be the last game of the regular season, and we'll have it for you here on 93.9 The Game. If you'd like to come out and see them in person, Hackman Field's the place to be for a 5 o'clock first pitch. For the Evergreens, 11 runs, 7 hits, 1 error, 4 men left on board. The Tigers, no runs on 1 hit. Marshfield committed 6 errors and left 2 men on base. I'm Chris Conley repeating our final score in 5. It's D.C. Everest 11, Marshfield nothing. 
Congratulations to our graduating seniors. Cap and gown time tomorrow. The ceremony's been moved indoors to the field house. DC Everest 11, Tigers nothing. Good night, everybody.